cards on my card again. Yes, yes, yes. Welcome. Bienvenue. Welcoming. Bienvenidos. Welcome. It's right. The radio. I am your boy, Bobby Dubs. Across from me is Matt Maritaya. <laughs> there we go. Make oh. sure we get Matt completely yes. on the screen. That's my guy over there. It's right. The radio, man. We're back. We got our man, Taylor Cardenas, behind the glass, kicking ass as we're going to run through your week in uh, Philadelphia sports. It's been kind of crazy. Uh, we got some uh, we got some signings for the Eagles and the Phillies. You yeah. know. Events have transpired. <laughs> Events have transpired. They got names of people I can't pronounce. I got to work on my Spanish. <laughs> get to that later. Hopefully, I'll say the oh. names right when we get to that point. Yeah, that, that old double L sound. Yeah, the double yep. L, the yeah. <laughs> anyway, we're going to start with the uh, the wings of the NLL, the National Lacrosse League. They're on the brink, Matt. I don't know what to do with this team. They got their ass kicked by Buffalo. They haven't beaten Buffalo in Buffalo since, I don't know, I was in fucking diapers. It's been a while. I think it's like... <laughs> some, since the wings V1. Exactly. It's like it's it's a ridiculous streak at this point of how long it's been. <laughs> Fourth straight loss in Buffalo. But it's like, I don't know what to do with this team because this is a team that had so much promise that we all saw the roster and were like, this is a team that can 10. They could have been a contender. Right. We, we <laughs> saw they made those trade deadline moves, too, exactly. and it wasn't super encouraging. It wasn't, you know, like I mean, the, we're going for it. It was, you know, we're shoring things up, but yeah. Like if we only, do, we do. We don't, we don't. It had that kind of feel to it, right? Yeah. And then it's like the only bright light is like kind of like the teams around them, the teams that can like engulf them and kind of take their spot. They aren't handling their business either. Yeah. Like what? Like they're being kept alive, so to speak, by the teams underneath them. So it's like it's hard to be like, all right, they should be out. All right, we're out. Let's rebuild. Let's see what we have to do here. But they're like the fact that they're like they're still alive because of you know their record and the teams behind them. It makes it even harder. But like, can this team recover? Is there anything to hope for? Is there like, oh, they can turn it around? They can go on some special run? Or should we just be like, yeah, like when I cover that last game on the 31st, the last home game, should I just be like, all right, I probably don't have to deal with any more wing talk for a while. <laughs> I mean, right there, they're right there. They're not, nobody is running away with this exactly. other than Buffalo, who, I mean, that's a tough out. They're 10 and 1 on the season. It's They've been damn near perfect, but right at 5 and 7, they're what one game behind Albany, maybe two behind Georgia, right? These are things that can be leapfrogged, that things can change in a weekend if the wings can put it together. And I think that they can, right? I'm confident there's, right? Because this is the evolution, right? This is the next step that we're hoping, waiting, need to happen from this sort of current core group. So Man. I want to throw my faith behind that. Because I'm an optimist, uh, maybe because I'm a masochist. I don't. <laughs> I just love pain. I don't. I think ifs of any kind yeah. are always bad. I just like, want to believe. Like what did uh, a boy Ferris Bueller say? I don't like isms. Isms are bad. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be an ist of any of any nature. <laughs> also, when you think about it, Ferris kind of a bad guy. He's a douchebag. Yeah, makes his best friend steal, like steal his dad's car. He's like, we can roll the miles back. So, 
Exactly. You don't take a, a, a car that sweet out just on a joyride. Right. You, maybe you pick up a pizza and come back. That's it. You're, you're, you're having your girlfriend fake her grandmother's death? What type of shit is that? No. I want my daughter slowed outside of the school in 10 minutes. <laughs> Why that movie? <laughs> Prop the John Hughes. <laughs> but yeah, Ferris Bueller's a dick. You heard it yeah. here first on Right the Radio. <laughs> it's now an anti-Matthew Broderick podcast. <laughs> exactly. Bastard. Yeah, never forget, he killed somebody. Exactly. Killed somebody and he married Terry Jessica Parker. The guy's bad all around. <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't tasted women. <laughs> Nothing. He does nothing right. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, SJ. <laughs> it's all love. It's all love. I watch yeah. Sex in the City. It's all love. <laughs> but I got to ask, yo, like, I need to know, like, if they don't, which in all likelihood, they may not make the playoffs. Yeah. And they may, they may not go far at all, you know, uh, round one elimination. Do they make a change on the bench? Do you have to start looking at Paul Day and saying, mm, you might need to go, Paulie? We love you. You're a legend in this league. I think so. I think. But nobody's listening to you, clearly. Right. The, the message runs sour, right? And we've seen it happen time and time again, right? Andy needed to be fired. Uh, you know, Flyers, right? You've got like a guy like Peter Laviolette needs to be fired, right? Yep. Elaine Vigneault needed to be fired. You know, messages run dry right you can only be so good so long as a coach especially in you know a professional setting right that's the reason why we see college coaches have such storied careers because their players are cycled out regardless right pro teams it it just don't operate that way no they don't right like you know uh, we're stuck watching Mike Krzyzewski's farewell tour right he barely had to coach a guy longer than two seasons his whole career. God forbid he had a senior, and if he had a senior, that just means they were totally bought in. So, right, obviously pro sports much different. And, yeah, I think unless they can manage to put it together and the you know the team leaders kind of sell out for them, I think Coach Day's days are uh, numbered. numbered. Yeah. <laughs> I, I got to agree with you. Like, I've said this before um, regarding this team and with Coach Day and everything that they – you can tell they've tuned him out because what what has happened is you get him going on and telling me when we're doing post game and press conference and all of that, yeah, this is something we went over. Like, we went over this in uh, – in, uh, you know, in video, we watched film, we did this, that, and the third. And, all right, why are you still making the same mistakes then? If you're telling me we literally keyed in on this in practice, that we can't shoot from the outside, we don't have the shooters for that, we need to get more movement, get inside, that slash, get toward the, the crease, and then you don't do it and you still continue to shoot from outside. You still are lackadaisical and lazy going in transition. Like, how can you tell me you, you're coaching them up on this and nothing is happening. Either they're incapable of doing the right things or they flat out are not listening to you and don't care what you have to say. And at that point, you have to go. And that's where I'm at with it. Like, yeah. I heard a guy, he's a great guy. I've talked to him, had conversations with him. 
I have nothing bad to say about the guy, but at this point, it clean, clearly seems that they're not listening to him. I mean, I'd like to keep him on as GM, but I don't... It's just, yeah, I think the message is run stale. And without a major upheaval in either players or performance... Right, the days are taken off the calendar. If you will. <laughs> the days are taken. I love it. I like that. Ah, we're at days in here, people. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but to pivot from one team that inhabits the uh, Wells Fargo Center to another, uh, the Sixers. Oh, thank the, God. Oh no, we're not going to talk about thing. I will shout out Claude Giroux, Captain. We sad to see you go. Hopefully, it's greener pastures in Florida. I mean, no state tax. Kind of nice down there. No state I mean, maybe not anyway. pastures, but he can get a nice gravel driveway. Uh, <laughs> nice know. stroll down Coconut yeah. Road. Maybe an, <laughs> maybe an AstroTurf lawn he doesn't have to water. You know. <laughs> you can probably catch a Michael Bay movie being filmed or something. You know, yeah. I know he likes the neighborhood. <laughs> right, but that's, what's not, that's what I've always said is nice. Like in Sunshine, Florida, you can be... A professional athlete and still probably live in relative anonymity. Oh yeah, because they don't care. Yeah, who goes to Marlin games? Nobody. Right. You who see- goes to Dolphin games? Nobody. Since like '99, when Marino retired. Right. You see, nobody a- goes to sporting events in that town. A five ten guy like Ginger, you know, maybe some really nice calves <laughs> at the grocery <laughs> store. Right. Nobody there is going like, oh my god, that's Claude Giroux. Like here, we would follow him. Yeah. Right out to the parking lot. Like, what's he driving? Is that a is that a vanity license plate? Yeah. There, he's just the guy getting the nice some Maserati salmon. in yeah. the parking lot earlier when I pulled in. Woo. I wonder who who had that. I thought I thought Vince had, Vince was in the money. I'm like, oh okay, yeah. <laughs> okay, Vinny. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but yeah, but uh, we're, we're here to talk Sixers. Yeah, we're here to talk Sixers. Damn it, great win by the B B squad. Yeah, yeah the yeah. B squad, the yeah, B roll boys, the maxi led Sixers got a big win against Miami. Which is like, all right, where did that come from? It's like you need Harden and Embiid to be gone for Furcon to be able to make a basket for Shake to look like an NBA player. Is that what you're telling me? Look, biggest, put all the pressure that, off. That's when they can play like biggest NBA biggest players? development last night is that Furcon is back. Hey, oh, he's back. He's officially back now. Oh God, this is ridiculous. I mean, he had a pretty good had night. A good dub. Oh, hey, a twenty point night from Furkey is all. I'm all for it. Yeah. Sing his praises if you want to. I mean, I think, right, he needed to be in a position where they needed him to shoot, right? He's just one of those guides, right? It's not like, it's like I want you to want me, right? We we furk you to furk you. <laughs> right. Now uh, now we can get rid of, well, we can't get rid of him, but like now we can work him in because George's Nyang was essentially stealing his bit. Yeah. <laughs> Right, the vaguely ethnic guy that shoots threes. Like, <laughs> my bit. Like, oh man! If he showed up in like yellow shoes, it would have been over. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh man, I, I like I like what I saw out of Paul Millsap. We get Millsap a couple, some minutes out there. Got him playing a little a little four or five for you. Like, it's more Millsap. He's I don't know. He's taking a. Danny Green role, like a, a aged veteran who thinks he's still good. <laughs> Although I'm not sure if Danny Green was ever good. But like, 
it, aren't these kind of the situations where you'd like to see more Paul Reed or yes. Chuck Bates, right? Yeah. Right, if you're not going to give them the playoff minutes, like give them the regular season minutes so that maybe down the line they can get important minutes. Right? This these are the kind of games where we need to see them. But again, I don't think Doc is much of a developer. No. No. He's a he's a good veteran coach. He needs yeah. veteran guys, guys have been in the league a while. He can work with that. You ask him to bring guys along. Yeah, it, it really doesn't work. You see what he could do with he has like three surefire Hall of Famers yeah. on his team, and everything's fine. Doc, the, the the mistakes are covered up easily mm-hmm. when when he has certain scenarios and whatnot. Can we get a, a, a Tyrese Maxey like appreciation moment? Is he not a jewel? He <laughs> he is, but maybe I'm just so jaded that I'm kind of turning right. Like every other day, I see like yo, if they redrafted Maxey's draft, he'd go top three. I don't care. <laughs> right, I don't care about any redrafts. I don't care that you think he's a top three guy. In Shout his, out to Brooke, who constantly reminds us. Right, he went to twenty one, and he's the six in his in his draft. <laughs> like, okay, cool, cool. He's here now. Let's just appreciate him going forward. Hey, Tyrese Maxey's good. We don't need to go back and like rejustify the whole, you know, situation. Right, it, it's over. It's done with. Everybody else made the mistake. Exactly. Let's, we probably yeah. didn't let it go. Yeah. Like let's just celebrate Maxi like moving about forward. The, it's like bragging about the chick that became like like a Jenny Jones makeover success story. Yeah, because you got her now, but nobody fucked with her in high school. Like we get it, she's hot now. You won, dude. You won. She's hot now. We all looked the other way when she was coming around, and you got her. Yeah, bravo. You played the long game. <laughs> Congratulations. And likely it is that. Let dude, it go. That dude didn't even know her. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's ridiculous. <laughs> How confident are we in this team going forward? Like, is this a team where, like, all right, nah, I, I, they've lost is the their, they've so lost their bad luster. that you can't really get there as far as all the hoopla of this is a team that can go to the finals. This is the team that can compete for a championship. Has the bench got so bad? Is there anything we could do to improve this bench? I'm is not, there any type of rotation Doc could use where like, he can hide the misgivings of some of these players that are on his bench? I'm not so sure it's even the bench. Right, I'm not confident James Harden's going to play enough games for them to get the number one seed, which I think is kind of essential for them going forward. Me, right? This whole uh, this whole ham, hamstring management no, thing. I, I am I over it already. Three. Give me three. Three. You get three. You play six and you sweep Cleveland. Give me three. I don't yeah. even want one. Give me three. Uh, yeah, you sweep. You sweep Cleveland, most likely. <laughs> Give me that, all right. I don't get too crazy. It's just that, like my my my, my dream is to see the Nets lose in the play. Like 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 that's my dream, so I can laugh at everybody. Yeah, who continually wanted to say that? Oh, I would love for that playing game. All right, I guess uh, do they have like home court or whatever? But, like I would love for that playing game to be on the road, and they have no choice to play without Kyrie, and they mm-hmm. lose because they don't have Kyrie. <laughs> that's 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 my early Christmas wish. I want that to happen. I don't even at this point. I don't even know right, where can Kyrie play home games. Well, I he, thought he couldn't yeah. play home games. I thought he, he could play only play games. road games. Yeah, he can only play road games. Right. So I, I hope it's a home game. Yeah, because they are the seven. They would play the eight, and that game would be in Barclays. I would assume. Yeah, that's the way that works. Or yeah, I think they play seven and eight. Whoever wins is seven seed, and then. 
the loser will play the winner of nine ten, and then that team will be the A seed. But yeah, like I said, I'm hoping it's a home game and he can't play, so <laughs> they lose because he can't play. That is poetic justice, is it not, Taylor? That they get a home game in the play-in, he can't play, and he then knows, they lose. He knows what he needs to do, and he's not going to do it. <laughs> Honestly, at this point, I respect Kyrie for holding out. Oh, God. Like, at this point, like, look, the man is stuck to his principles, right? Say what you will. Feel how you feel. It is uh, what it is. Dave Chappelle used to have a skit when keeping it real goes wrong. Yes. And this is what is about to happen. I don't like people playing on my phone. Exactly. (laughs) No. I don't like people. What were you Oh no, man, that's my woman right there. What you doing talking to her? <laughs> what time you didn't know? <laughs> he was a fifth degree black belt. But <laughs> <laughs> he's in the office building, yeah. he just yells Wu Tang at the guy. <laughs> <laughs> Wu Tang. Oh no, I ain't your brother. What you think this is, Phil? <laughs> that's where Kyrie's gonna be at. He's keeping it real, but keeping it real may go wrong. And and that's what I'm looking forward to. But, like, really, is there, like, there's no possible – if you're – so what are you nailing this lineup down to going into the playoffs? What's, how, 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 how long is your rotation? You going eight-man rotation? Yeah, eight or nine. I, yeah. I, I might go 11 in – right, in a, in a Cavs series. <laughs> right, but I, I still haven't nailed down, right, because we got our – you got your starting five, right? You got Toby, James, Joel, Maxi. Green, no Thibel. Thibel, yeah, Thibel. Right, and then probably Green's first guy off the bench. Uh, Green, Millsap, fucking Green, De- Millsap, De- uh, Jordan, DeAndre. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> you need shooters though, right? And then it's going to be Ferk Shake battling for eight uh, or nine yeah. and and ten. And it might just be depending on the hot hand. It might, I don't know, might be depending on who gets banged up, who's. You know, needs a stretch. I guess Nyang's in too somewhere. Mm. <laughs> Nyang's in. Uh, there's nothing else they can really do, right? There's nothing on the buyout market. It's too late for that. It's there's no G League guys to bring up. Is it's just like this is the team, and I'm not as inspired as I thought I was going to be. Mm. Yeah, I mean that's the that's what it boils down to and it isn't that sad yeah like, like that that come down from a couple weeks ago right I mean, like we were stoked like they had what was it two three different uh wins like they started off and both them beat and uh harden were getting 27 28 apiece and maxi was giving you 20 and they were Beating teams, and you were like, "Oh, they had one like the first three games. They had one by at least fifteen points." Yeah, and, and you were like, "Oh shit, we're going to the finals. Yeah, we're winning the championship." Harden was and getting then, triple doubles with his eyes closed. He's like, "Oh my god, I can just pass." Fell off. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird how things work. Look, at least we're not the Lakers. This is true. Yeah, trying to celebrate over you know wins when they're five games under five hundred. <laughs> At least he got the dunk on Kevin Love. I was I, I was happy for that. I like Kevin Love. I don't. Right. It... <laughs> oh, what, what? I like Kevin Love. I like Kevin Love. I don't have a problem with K Love. Also, 
I just want to give a shout out to Skip Bayless <laughs> for continuing to fight the good fight, the anti-LeBron fight. Yeah, right? You're 18 now. Yeah. He's well, going to he's gonna end up, like, you're really going to have to make an argument against a guy who's going to be number one in points scored ever and top five in assists. You're going to have to argue against somebody who has more points than Michael Jordan, who everybody loves, and more assists than Magic Johnson. That's what you're going to end up having to fucking do, you people that swear up and down he's sub or he's this or he's LaFraud or LaBrick or any of that. I'm going to need your argument for one player being able to do both of those things to at be, an exceptional Hall of Fame level. To be fair, I, I think Skip's basic argument is correct. He just can't back it up other than how he backs things up, which is where he goes awry. <laughs> right? LeBron is not like a naturally gifted scorer. LeBron is a naturally gifted athlete who uses that to put the basketball in the hoop. <laughs> right? Hey, he's in the definition of scoring. <laughs> yes, but it's not like right, he's not like a curry like shooter, right? He's not you know, like a he's not the big fundamental like Tim yeah. Duncan. He's not gonna give you off glass, <laughs> right? Yeah, right. Like Carl, Carl Malone can catch the ball, back to the basket, turn around, put the uh, it was put money it in. from seventeen and in. You yeah, know? <laughs> like everybody forgets the Carl Malone fucking fadeaway jump shot that was money from like ninety six to ninety eight. Right, exactly. <laughs> right, LeBron has that like fake walk, shoot a three point move, and dunking. Right, those are the things he's really good at, and you know, like you can and, like and, and throwing yeah. the ball way too hard on his passes. Yeah, and then you know when the jumper's clicking, because those are the nights he'll he'll give you forty five, fifty, yeah. high like high thirties. Then you'll you'll see the fadeaway hitting for him, but it's not always hitting for him. Yeah, and then he's gonna go to the line maybe 10, 12 times. <laughs> get about that. You can get twenty eight a game if you go to the line twelve times. Oh yeah, exactly. And you make a couple threes, you know. It's all about, you know, shot selection and things like that. But, yeah, it's going to be real fucking hard for those people, and I, I can't wait to watch it. Like, <laughs> like, to understand somebody who's done what he's done, he's going to have more All-NBA teams than anybody else, more All-Star appearances than anybody else. Ugh. I don't envy those people. But as we go yeah. from the, the hard court, we got to go. As we steer iron. away from the controversy. The controversy. We got to go to the gridiron. It's time to land inside the bird's nest. <gasps> ah. <laughs> we talking some eagles. What are we making the eagle signings, Matt? Like, like, are, are we good? They got a receiver in Pascal. I like that. I saw that coming a mile away. I was like, Pascal sitting there. He's not doing anything. Nobody's thinking about him. That's a guy you can go grab, not have to spend nothing crazy. Uh, they got the linebacker. They got Reddick. I don't know where they're going to do with him, where they're going to go linebacker, DN. They're going to make him solely a pass rusher. They're going to make him play in any type of coverage. I would stick with what he's great at and rushing the passer. And maybe, I don't say they go to 3-4 and have him outside and rushing, but I don't know. I just You, you primarily use him as a rusher. You kind of do what – and I hate to say this, what Dallas did with Michael last year, where, yeah, he can play the run, but you see him in a lot of passing downs going after the quarterback. A lot of blitzes. I want to see some blitzes from Gannon now. If you got a linebacker that's going to stand up back there. Yeah, he, I mean, he's got finally a personnel to bring pressure. Um, you know, I think he's going to sort of be in that Sam linebacker, Jannard Avery mm. kind of spot. I think he's obviously a better player than Jannard Avery. <laughs> yeah. uh, I just... 
right? I don't know how he fits, how the rotation's going to be, and the rest of the defense. Now, I think what's really interesting is this uh, tackle they brought in, right? Former yeah. All-Pro, right? Really good, just got released, and they were able to sign him at what? Four million below yeah. what his last contract was. Uh huh. So, so what do we know about Fletcher Cox? Like, what I, makes his I game hear he's special? A big name. I hear he's a big name. I hear he garners attention. I hear you need to hide your wife from him. <laughs> <laughs> he's a ladies' man. I hear these things, but he he could be special. And then, you know, he was getting eighteen. Now you're only paying him fourteen, which is you know, I wish I had four million dollars to kick around. Right? Yeah, it's not a, it's not a little bit of money, people. Like we, we look at it in football terms, you're like, ah, oh, that's nothing. No. $4 million is a lot of money. <laughs> so, no, like, it, it, it was interesting. It was interesting to see the move. I was like, all right, they cut him, and then, like, immediately you hear the whispers of, yeah. nah, nah, they're they just doing this. I don't know why I had it in my head. He would come back for, like, a one-year deer that was going to give him, like, in single figures. Like, if you come right, back yeah, like, one year for, like, Yeah, seven, I was thinking one year, nine. I'd be jumping around, yeah. yeah. I was seven, eight, nine, something in that range. I was like, oh, yeah, I'd have been jumping around. You saved $10 million by cutting Fletch and bringing him back for a year. But my gripe, and I put this in the newsletter. Go check out Bell and the Birdman newsletter. Where this uh, video will be momentarily when I can get to a computer. Yeah. But, uh... <laughs> Go check that out. My gripe is with a player like Fletch who still has something, who still commands some type of attention, I would just me, and you could tell me where you uh, stand on this, I would prefer to get something for him as opposed to these one year, let's see what Fletch has got, can we still use Fletch for a year type thing. So next year, what are you going to do? You're going to give him another year at some minimal contract or... Like I mean, at some point, maybe. I would like to see how many years have we been sitting here wishing or thinking they all right. This might be the year they trade Fletch. This might be the year they move Fletch. And then like it the last never two years or so, it's yeah, done. So it's like, are y- y'all really good on just letting them walk when you can't use them anymore? And that doesn't sit well with me. But I'll let you have the floor. Matthew. I mean, part of me thinks that when he's done, he's just kind of going to be done. Right, he's you know in his thirties now. He's a, a big guy. It's hard to keep that kind of physique and play the way he does. And you know, obviously, he's lost a step. And I mean, I don't think it's you know that much of a reach to say that another year or two is all he could really have left in the league. Right, as a, a truly productive player, and I don't think anybody's going to sign him when he's not. He's you know. Not going to be like one of those Tank Johnson guys who just hangs around forever. And yeah, right now, yeah. last year was year ten. Yeah, you're going to have him for that. You're going to have him for year eleven. I, you're probably right. And then we start asking ourselves: eleven, twelve seasons, six Pro Bowls, one All Pro. Does that that garner him any Hall of Fame consideration? I know we, we were talking early. I, I, it's hard for defensive tackles. I don't really know yeah. what the like. We we kind of know what they want you to have if you're a quarterback or a receiver or something like that or a running back. But like, I don't really know what the criteria is for D tackle. Uh, like, who's the last D tackle that went into great fanfare? I guess it was Warren Sapp. Yeah, I, Warren I, Sapp had way more yeah. all pros. Yeah, Fletcher Cox's thing is right. He shares his time with Aaron Donald. So he's never going to be like, oh, he was the best player at his position because yeah. of Aaron Donald. Yeah, like Warren Sapp has four All-Pros, yeah. seven Pro Bowls. 
and he's also a champion. Fletch is a champion. So there, there is that. So. To be fair, Warren Sapp had a great defense around him, and that's yes. part of it. There, Fletch is all. Fletch has really never had not, a great defense. I don't think, is Rondé in? I don't think Rondé's in. I don't think Rondé's in, but he's close. So you got Lynch is in. Yeah, Brooks is in. Yep, and now and Warren's in. It's like yeah, yeah you have. Two to three other Hall of Fame players on that right, and then you know Pro Bowlers like like Simeon Rice, Simeon Rice. Yeah, he was really good. Oh yeah, people sleep on Simeon Rice. Yeah, number ninety-seven. Do your Googles to borrow a line from my boy Cliff. <laughs> it's right. Who else? Like Boston Scott's back. Like great, now it's great. <laughs> Gonna take more carries. You know, Boston and, Scott is the linchpin, right? More, more carries. <laughs> you don't know that more. Boston Scott is the key to the future. No, not at all. I mean, we we oh, fuck, we, we talked t- we talked <laughs> tough about wanting to see more Kenny Gainwell. Then, exactly. Right. Then we Kenny bring G. back cost Boston the Scott. Tones of yeah. Kenny. I gotta say, are you like me? Like Zach Pascal's baby aspirin. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I need to know if, if, if Matt Mercier is like me. Do you cry yourself at, to sleep at night knowing that we kind of whiffed on like every possible quarterback trade we possibly could have made? So this is going to be. I'm like, this it was is every my thing. name yeah. we threw up at the end of the season. Oh, we could trade for Aaron. Maybe yeah. we, maybe we we lived through Deshaun, even though nobody wants him here. If Russ was the big name. Sorry, Vince Quinn. Sorry, Vince. Vince I love you, buddy. Sorry. Like we we thought Russ was a possibility. Now people are throwing stupid shit at us. Like, oh, maybe they'll trade for Jimmy G. Maybe they want fucking Matt Ryan. Why would I want dead arm Matt Ryan? Damn you, Barchard! <laughs> Don't do this to me. Look, Matt Ryan's a good quarterback. Wherever you put him. Yeah. All right. 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 Until the game matters in the fourth quarter. Right, like who was he throwing to last year? And he still basically dragged that team. Cordero Patterson is a legend, sir. Cordero <laughs> Patterson was his running back. He was his running back slash wide receiver slash punt returner yeah. everything. Right, he turned Cordero Patterson into like some type of all-star gadget player. Exactly. That Cordero Patterson was like 1997 Deion Sanders yeah. out there. Kyle he, Pitts was getting whatever. 10 targets a game. Oh man, I just don't think you're getting now. You might get a little bit of difference between what you get with Jalen Hurts with a better, pure pocket passer, but I, I can't do it. I can't get there with Matt Ryan. I think it's better. Day, can't or, break, can't bring the Philly high tra- school I don't sensation. Want to trade for anybody in which I think their their best days are behind. You can't bring back the Henry Avenue slinger. <laughs> Henry Avenue, <laughs> the Penn Charter Quaker, the Penn Charter passer. <laughs> But, right, so I kind of wrote about this in the newsletter, so sign up if you're not. But this was the march of disrespect towards (laughs) Jalen Hurts. Yes, it was. I can't tell you how many people, like, just flat out, he sucks. Right? So He's bad. We don't have a quarterback. Literally, people are saying, I'm like, where did this come from? I didn't hear any of this until all these quarterbacks started whiffing over our heads and missing on them. I swear to God I didn't hear this during the season, right after the season, any of that. Now, all of a sudden, once we don't get any of these quarterbacks, he's garbage. But you see, he I, stink. I, the thing was, I think... Like, pe- who are these dudes and what rock did they crawl them from under? People thought that, like, oh, we, we've got the guy now. We're not going to be in these quarterback discussions. 
right? And people like sort of were waiting on the team to give them that assurance. And then once it came out that, right, Russ turned us down, right? Deshaun, right? Russ turning us down was fine, right? I mean, you trade one quarterback for another quarterback. They're kind of similar. One's a decade older and has a lot more accolades, better passer. The other one, we're hoping he models his game after the Russ, right? Eh, fine, whatever. Deshaun Watson, basically little brothering Jalen Hurts, <laughs> was ridiculous, right? <laughs> Him said, look, I'm not going to wave my no trade to Philadelphia because I'm not going to take my buddy's job. What? Yeah. What? First off, Bullshit. Why, why are they friends? Exactly. Right? That's not a good sign. Like, like, do we need to start checking in on your massages now, Jalen? Like, we, we need to, we need right. to know it. Right, it's weird. We, have we, in we think of him as such like a high-character guy, like a leader. I don't know. And all of a sudden, Deshaun's like, oh, and that's know, my friend. I'm, I'm not going to take his job. I'm like, friend? Yeah, I'm Sir. like. Sir. And, and, and I'm, see, I'm not like a lot of, you know, football fans. Sorry. Those less pigmented that didn't realize what he was doing when he was sticking his tongue out and doing all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. I know about the fraternity. Yeah. I'm well aware. Now, tongue out ain't sitting too good with me after yeah. I know he's friends <laughs> with this guy. Keep your tongue in your mouth all season, Jalen. Thank you. No more of that. <laughs> right. And, and, you know, so there was that. And the fact that the Eagles were so heavily considering Watson, right, over Jalen, uh, I think is not a good sign. And then, right, they're taking Kenny Pickett out to dinner, right? Kenny, small hands, two gloves, picket. Oh, God. Right, is getting wined and dined by the Eagles, right? So now essentially, Jalen Hurts is somehow turned into Chloe Kardashian, and Howie Roseman is Lamar Odom. Yeah, exactly. Right, like, so hopefully that motivates Jalen to come back, but now. I swear to God, if they pull another Carson, like, they they drafted that somehow that kid Pickett goes to, like, the second round and Howie drafts him, like, in the second round or some shit, well, you see, I'm going to lose my mind. Here's the thing now, right? Jalen Hurts doesn't owe the city of Philadelphia Jack. He doesn't no, owe this team owe Jack, right? Because they have remained noncommittal to him and essentially did their best to move on. Yeah. Right? Unfortunately, there was, you know, no Rest Frank Reich out the trade uh-huh. there, you uh-huh. know, but so... <laughs> It's it's very frustrating. It's very disconcerting. I don't even know how you do it. Like, how do you even make up for that? Like, you imagine like you're you're kind of you like your girl. You know, she's she's cool and all of that. She's right, like cute. like yeah, Jalen Hurts shows but up to the Novacare at yeah. the club, checking out other chicks, and they keep spurning you. And then you go back to your girl. Who knows? You go out there and hunt for other girls and for a new woman, and you go home and try to pretend and tell her, no, baby, it's always been you. Like I, this is it, can, it has the potential to get ugly. Yeah, I can't imagine. So yeah, I mean, like, what Jalen's gonna walk into Novacare for for training camp? Like, how he's gonna be there? What, like, what's that conversation gonna be like? What's that stare down gonna be like? You've always been my boy, Jalen. You've always been my guy. Yeah, I, mean, I, I didn't even look. I didn't even look at her like that. I don't even remember his name, that guy in Seattle. I don't even remember his name. Look, Baby, you mean everything to me. We were just trying to make you know another team trade up to take <laughs> old small hands picket there. You understand. He got to be brutally honest, like Eddie Murphy and Raw. He's like, what do you want to hear? I'm up there. Yeah, I'm up there. I make love to you, baby. <laughs> <He's> different. 
Yes, I'm there. I make love to you. That's how you gotta be, Howie. You gotta move it around. Or just go, it wasn't me. It wasn't yeah. me. But I saw you on NFL <laughs> Network. It wasn't, it wasn't me. me. <laughs> no. You were interviewed by <laughs> by Mort Report. It wasn't me. Yeah. Sal Powell was over at the complex. It wasn't me. <laughs> you gotta do something, Howie. Because that's not gonna be fun. You got this kid sitting in your face who knows that you were ready to move on in an instant had anybody wanted to come here. <laughs> yeah. And, and now that they've been unable to do that, right? How bring, big is this draft now? Right. Uh, uh, right. The draft is huge, but also like the like forcing Jason Kelsey to not retire yeah, exactly. seems weird. Yeah. Right. Like he's not retired. retired to play with Jalen Hurts again. Yeah. Now they, uh, I guarantee you, they went to Jason Kelsey's house case full of beer, couple of cheesesteaks, and also told him, we're going to go get Russ for yeah, you. Yeah, and, and the trade request for Russell was like, look, this is what we're giving Seattle. Exactly. <laughs> and it didn't go through. And Jason's like, yeah, sure, I'm in, Howie. I'm good. Russ says I'm good. I'm going to fucking Denver. Yeah. I'm going to have an omelet. <laughs> I'm cool. Go Broncos. I, I was go joking. horsies exactly like go go coes I don't know what he's gonna say go Bronx <laughs> go Bronx yeah or like I told Vince I was like I don't know how you're gonna do introductions now he's like I'm, I'm Russell Wilson from a whole flock of Broncos I don't know <laughs> <laughs> we were starting looking up funny like groups of animal names I swear to God it was fucking hilarious a murder of crows a murder no like uh, if I can find it yeah because it was hilarious. What we were doing. So, while you're looking at that, three picks. I'm starting to think they make them. You know what a group of pandas is called? An embarrassment. (laughs) An embarrassment of pandas. Have you ever had an embarrassment of pandas come upon you, Matthew Marizaya? No, I've eaten an embarrassing amount of Panda Express. (laughs) You know what a group of zebras is called? A dazzle. Oh, a dazzle of zebras. (laughs) You know what a group of crocodiles is? Now, this I'm using in the newsletter. You're going to hear it because it sounds fucking sophisticated. A bask of crocodiles. Bask of crocodiles. (laughs) Like they were chomping like a bask of crocodiles. (laughs) You see here, we've come to the bask of crocodiles on the edge of the Nile. Anxiously awaiting their next meal. (laughs) I love it. Discovery Channel. That's the next podcast. We're just going to talk about fucking animals and yeah. groups. That's all we're doing. Watch out for it. Oh, man. So are you optimistic for the draft and whether or not how we can get something like I think, and I've been hearing a lot about this, and I believe it's true that if they hit in the right spots, I especially think if they center on one side of the ball, like if they go defense with Jonathan Gannon being Doss Wonder Kid, somebody who was looked at for a head coaching job, you could technically say he was. That you could have a defense that could be somewhere for like years to come if you hit on safety, you hit on linebacker, you hit on uh, guys on the defensive line that you can set this team up for a while. None of those guys are going to be there. Not right? going to be there at 17, 18, 19. No, right? 15, 16. I mean, you'll get a decent enough player, but I don't think those impact There's players. There's no world change in safety at 15? No. <laughs> no. And the problem is, even if you go and get those guys, I don't have faith in a Jonathan Gannon, right? I've said this before. I'll say it again. I think Jonathan Gannon is going 
to run a base defense for as long as he can, mm-hmm. right, until he gets a job. Right? I think Jonathan Gannon is not long for this world as an <laughs> Eagles coach. <laughs> no, right? Word. I think he was insur- insurance in case Sirianni really screwed up. Yeah. Right? Two and five was the closest Jonathan Gannon got to a head coaching job this year. And then they sort of righted the ship. Right? He probably assumed he was going to get a job. And then the Eagles were going to build around the next guy. Now he's still stuck here. And I don't think how he's going to invest in a guy who's going to be right back in that head coaching cycle. No, you're probably right. And I don't think it would be necessarily smart to. So I think they're probably going to lean offense. I think it's going to go two for one. Right? They're, I think they're going to get uh, Linderbaum because I think that's a need. And right, they'll probably take the wide receiver with a blown out knee. <laughs> so they can keep kicking that can down the road. Yeah. And then they'll take defense at... Uh, the last time they took a player in the yeah. <laughs> high in the draft that had a knee injury. Right, but then again, I don't trust Howie to take, you know, good defensive players. Like, I'm expecting yeah, any, Roger Bunkley that, and, you know, Jerome McDougal. Yeah, like, any player defensively they take at those positions, there's going to be somebody that's going to be a gamble. Well, they're all gambles in the draft yeah. unless you're top five, top ten maybe. But, like, there, it's going to be one where it's like, all right, you, you're you more likely to have a reach yeah. at those numbers than, like, really at any other point in the draft. Like, you know who your second round, third round, fourth round, you know, second, third day of the draft guys yeah. are. Those teens in those early 20s is where you reach on a guy or where you are lucky if, like, the world can see that this guy should not have dropped to you. Yeah. And then you draft that guy. Right, and uh, there's, there's a lot of talk available. about what uh, Nakobe Dean, right? He's a guy that could be there. I'm I'm so worried about that, right? I've said this a lot in the Discord, but right, he's an undersized guy that played on one of the best college defenses, right? We've seen in the last five ten years, right? So I mean, he's flying around, he's making plays for Georgia, right? This is not Georgia. This is the NFL. This is the Philadelphia Eagles, right? He's not going to have those holes. Guys are going to be faster. Guys are going to be bigger. He's not getting any faster. He's not getting any bigger, right? Is his technique clean enough to translate, right? Is he going to be able to do the same thing, or is he going to have to take a couple years to adjust to a different role that's better suited for him in a different defense, right? So... I know, because that's the name kind of most bandied about right now, I think, yeah. amongst people who want to go defense-heavy. Him and, and uh, what, that big boy, um, the other one from Georgia. Oh, yeah. Davis? Jordan something? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it'll be interesting to see what they do and how that works out. But what's going to be a lot of fun, regardless of how it works out, is the Phillies lineup. Yes. I'm happy. We got some hitters. We got some hitters. I'm going to try to get this right. Nick Castellanos. 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 Yes. There we go. Hey, yeah, that's not that bad. I got the, the double L's and the Y. I got mm-hmm. it. Castellanos. And Schwarber. Schwarbsy. Schwarbsy. <laughs> so, Matt, hope at last for this Philly team? Or it's like, are we thinking 83-84? I believe this is a team that can automatically contend for the second wild card. Yeah. If they get consistent pitching. Right. It's a minimum wild card team. This is like an like an 88 90 win team should be 
it's all going to depend on the pitching, yeah. right? Their defense is going to be so-so. They're going to have to hit their way to, defense? To, to most wins. <laughs> according to Barney, according to Pushestein, at Pushestein, you can go look at my boy Barney, yeah, who needs <laughs> defense. It's all about pitching and hitting, but I'm like, you know, if the person gets contact, somebody's got to catch the ball, right, Barney? <laughs> Like what? they can't do that correctly, the pitch doesn't matter. Like you're gonna get a perfect game every time out from every pitcher. Yeah, yeah. It's, you have to be able to field. Right. It's unnerving that the most important player in our bullpen is Ranger Suarez again. Yeah. Oh goodness. We've done nothing to sort of rectify that scenario. Can we get Sir Anthony back. I need Sir. Sir Anthony he is coming back. I don't know as what, but he'll he'll be he'll be on the mound at some point. Put him, put him, put, please put him in that bullpen. Right, where we got take it. we got Juris Familia, who's I don't know, stunk on the Mets the last couple of years. Frankly, um, he needs a change of scenery. At least that's where we're going with. I guess <laughs> change of scenery to a very hitter friendly park is less than ideal. He's like round ball guy who's gotten into trouble. Mm. Not getting ground balls lately, but uh, right. The the only thing that can go wrong with this team is the bullpen and injuries. Yeah, right. Because the lineup should be fine. I, ideally, I'd like to see them get a legitimate center fielder in here. So not, we don't have not to good deal on with a double. No, I don't. I, <laughs> right, but with the DH now, yeah. Right, this is a legitimate playoff threat. Is it a World Series team? I don't think so, but we'll see. You, yeah. know, you never know where they are by the time they get to the trade deadline, right? You mm-hmm. never know if a guy like Zach Eflin takes that next step to become that you know real legitimate third starter. So you know, I'm excited, right? I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I'll, I'm legit. Like I'm this close to going and getting the the uh, fifty bucks a month pass they got. Yeah, you get all the games. I'm I'm this close to saying fuck it. I'm just going to get it. I think there's a distinct. I think that's an amazing thing. Chance, if you depending on what tickets you get, this team could set the major league record for home runs in Absolutely. a season. You got what four guys that had more than 25 last year? Yeah, that's insane, right? And, and like Reese didn't play most of the year, right? JT kind of had a down year. Right, and you're adding Schwarber, who's a 30 home run guy. Castellanos is a 30 home run guy. Right, they're all going to get more opportunities to hit because of the DH spot. So, you know, I, I think there's a, some real possibilities that you know this could be a record breaking team. And I think I, you're right. Yeah, again, it's it's the bullpen that scares me, and Girardi's tinker. So, in your opinion, what else? What else would do they need where you would feel comfortable like all right this is a team that could compete like what do you think there was is it just the defense you had like a really good feeling central figure there or is it just the defense is it another arm yeah i it would it's it's a high-end closer and like a fourth fifth type starter right that's you know what i see or what i would want and i think that's something that they'll wait to the trade deadline to get to or maybe they'll try to handle it internally because they've kind of replaced and flushed out most of the people handling the farm system a little quietly. So, you know, we'll see what kind of leaves they turn over, what kind of players maybe were being misused, mismanaged, and if they can come up with something on a, you know, on a on an internal basis. Right, can we set the record straight now? We're not sending out any fucking apology letters to anyone in the Philly front office. 
can, can, can we just get that out there now? Yeah. Dombrowski's not getting an apology letter. <laughs> Ownership's not getting an apology letter. People want us to apologize to them. Oh, we said they weren't going to spend any money and they went and got two guys. No. How long did this fucking take? We had to have an entire online fucking petition for them to re-sign JT. Yeah. Like, you're not getting brownie points for this, for doing what you're supposed to do right. if you want to be a competent executive in professional sports. There was a guy on, on Twitter uh, who I was following. He was smoking a black and mild a day until, oh, the, until the Phillies made a significant signing. Oh, man. You so, got, like, black lung now? Yeah. Credit, to, credit <laughs> to you, good sir. Credit to you. Credit to the wine tips. Uh, uh, the wine tips. Got to go wine tip. <laughs> oh, man. Ridiculous. Yeah. Um, did, where, where, where do you think they are? Do you think they still need more? Do you think they'll address it now or later? Arm. I would love another arm. Then, you know, maybe you can not have to rely too much on, you know, what you have behind that person as far as the, the fielding goes. Yeah. And then you can kind of be confident that you'll have three a nice three four man rotation where you can uh, count on some wins uh, and kind of collect series because that's what it takes you yeah. know to have a good record. It's like you got to win series. You you want to be able to take two or three from teams, three or four from teams. So you're going to need competent pitching. I would love to see one more good solid arm uh, on this roster. I think offensively they'll be perfectly fine. And I can't wait to see that. Like I said, I'm I'm this close. I'm crunching the numbers. Yeah. Maybe at, you might see me at a ballpark near you. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I think it's just one arm. I think it's an arm. Yeah. You give me another arm. I'm confident. You know, I'm riding. You know, put on for my city. On mm-hmm. on. And if you want to get real <laughs> in depth in baseball, go check out our Francisco. boy Francisco Rojas. Yes. Go check out the shift. Francisco Rojas, big friend of the pod. Really unfortunate that he named it the shift, yeah. which has now been banned. <laughs> <laughs> Could have been worse. Could be named the shaft. We don't want that. <laughs> we don't want that. <laughs> it's the shaft with Francis Coronado. I think my porn podcast. I'm gonna call it the shaft with Bobby Dubs. <laughs> no, uh, instead, everyone was expecting that, making an episode by episode watch along <laughs> oh, <God>. of Shaft. <laughs> of Shaft. <laughs> He's a bad mother. Shut your mouth. <laughs> Welcome to the Richard Roundtree experience. <laughs> the Richard Roundtree experience. Oh, God. I can't with you. I can't go anywhere with you. <laughs> what? Uh, the signings, the signings did, they did have the city buzzing. Everybody was excited. So I asked you guys, Matt Taylor, you have, like, what are your top five Philly, like, free agent signings? They don't even have to be, like, those players were great, but you were like, I'm excited they signed this person for my own personal joy. It could be that. It doesn't have to be, oh, yeah, this is great, and we knew this was going to make my team mm-hmm. a contender. We're like, I love they got that guy. <laughs> I mean, obviously, you know, Bryce Harper was yeah. huge. Um, Javon Curse? Freak. I was a the huge size of I hands? loved the freak. Thinking about little hands earlier with our boy Pinky. <laughs> Javon Curse. Oh, man. Had a that guy hands. had hands for days. I think his days. hands was 13 inches from Pinky to thumb. Yeah. Something crazy like that. Uh, Jeremy Roenick yeah. was huge, right? Uh, for hockey, uh, for especially right in that post Lindros era. He kind of helped bring the team back to, well, not bring the team back, but give them a relevant superstar. Uh, you know, Roy Halladay. 
And oh, we haven't had too many great free agents. T.O.? I'm giving T.O.? T.O. was a trade. Was he? T.O. was the trade, was yeah. Was it a signing trade or something? Sort of, yeah. Well, right. Because they had to give him a deal when he got here. Right, because they messed up the paperwork. Okay. Right. San Francisco did. Then they traded him to Baltimore. Right. And then we had to send, some, like, like Weird. we had to deal a player to Baltimore instead of San Francisco somehow. Um, you know what? Darius Slay. Darius good. Darius Slay. I Mal. That's, that's Jank. 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 Two-world champion, Michael yeah. Dingen. Shared a picture of him the other day on social media. Right, because that was that right here. Well, he ridiculed me for my flash taking too long. Because <laughs> I had the timer set on because, yep. you know, it was a selfie. He's like, yo, your timer is, like, way too long. It should be three seconds, bro. No more than three seconds. What are you doing? We got people out here in line. <laughs> yeah. He is that kind of missing piece to a defense, right? That emotional leader, right, that they hadn't had since Doc or, you know, Trot round one. His trot round two was just kind of, oh, I'm glad he's back. Yeah. But he didn't, like, have it, right? Like, the axe man just <laughs> wasn't chopping. <laughs> wasn't quite chopping? Yeah. Uh, you got any memorable signings, Taylor? Uh, does Cliff Lee count? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Cliff Lee. Yeah, that, 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 that'd that be my nomination. Right, the, the Cliff Lee saga is something that I would I love loved to see. I it. And then when he like, came you back, You could actually write a book about that, probably. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then what, what was the last four? The four aces. What was the last one? Oswald. Yeah, Roy Oswald. Oh, yeah. yeah, Roy Oswald. And then Joe Blanton. Let's not Joe forget Blanton. about Joe Blanton. <laughs> Joe Blanton. We, we can't forget about Joe Blanton. The hero. Did they trade for Tommy or did he sign here? I think Tommy might have been signed, yeah. I love Jim Tomey. Oh, ah, yeah. Growing up, I love Jim Tomey. That, that he's the definition he was of the country strong. Of my... Of my it was like my Phillies experience. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, Jim Tomey's up in that. This ball's out of here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and, and he's, he's a guy who came back, it's too. It's a shame there aren't many with the Sixers. Like, there wasn't anybody where he's like, JJ oh, man. Redick. JJ. Or a lot of money. <laughs> a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> Repeatedly. <laughs> Repeatedly. Andrew B- No, Bynum was a trade, right? Yeah, Bynum was a trade. Curry and uh, Chris Webber. Chris, Chris Webber, Webber round one was pretty oh, right. Man. We we were all in, everybody was into that. They're like, oh snap! All right, we got that next guy, and then it did not work. Mm-mm. And then it turned out it was the shell of Chris Webber. Mike Bibby had used up the last of the good webs. <laughs> last of the good webs. Oh man, damn shame. We don't, we don't have much to celebrate here in this city. <laughs> we got to make the most of everything. So don't let us down, Nick Shorbsy. Don't let us down. Yeah. Come on, Zach to. Pascal. Ascend to the Pantheon. <laughs> uh, I mean, he's a 65, 70 catch guy on a good year. So 90, go- 94th among 94 graded PFF. Why, though? I don't understand that. I don't understand that. He's their got grading. better numbers than. I'm sure more than 94 other receivers. I don't get it. Right. So how do they grade? Right. So are they telling me that Jay Jaw was so bad he didn't even get a grade? They were saying he was below freaking Rager. I don't see anybody should be below fucking Jalen Rager. Right. I don't. That infuriates me. Somebody get me Collingsworth in a room. I just want to talk to him. I just want to talk. Just want to talk. Chris, I'm fucking glad. (laughs) All right. I can't even start with that. 
How do you feel about thinking of football and commentators? How do you feel about Joe Buck going to Monday Night Football? Honestly, I'm you're, surprised. You're Joe Buck on Monday Night Football? I'm surprised because I thought Troy Aikman had escaped him. <laughs> I'm convinced that Troy Aikman hates Joe Buck. And, and, <laughs> and he is regretting he his deal. I, I don't know. He just seems like a guy, like every time Joe speaks, right, and we see their faces, he like gives them this side eye. Like I can't stand you, or like I can see your hair plugs. And I, I, and I think Troy's drunk half the time. Yes, <laughs> his eyes are bloodshot. Yes, right? if you ever watch Delicate, Troy is one of the most functional alcoholics I think I've ever seen. <laughs> it's right? amazing. Right, I, like I thought. Oh, who was it? I don't even remember. But like Troy, it's impressive how he can keep going with the red face, and he still sounds competent ninety percent of the time. Oh yeah, yeah. Especially with the head injuries too, compounding exactly. all of that. The, the the multiple concussions. Yeah. Joe Buck, I don't have any real love for. He's okay. He's pretty good at football. Right. I like him and Aikman. I think they work well together somehow. I prefer him on baseball, but right, given the choice, like that's the crew. Right. I like Nance, but Romo is kind of erratic. <laughs> Real what? I yeah. thought you would love Romo. He's one of your countrymen, isn't he? He's fun. I I, I like him, but he's like you never know where he's going with it. And he, he's talking <laughs> over Jim. You see this guy here? There he goes. He's gonna come up over here, Jim. You gotta look at it. He's right over there. He's getting ready to move. See, he moved. I'm right. I told you, I'm a genius. Right. Every time right. there's like three seconds left on the clock. <laughs> right. He's like, are they gonna get it off? I was like, I don't know, Tony. Let's watch and find <laughs> out. <laughs> Oh no, Jim! I don't know if they're gonna throw it there. Oh. Play clock, Jim. Play clock. <laughs> yes. Like, yo, are you having a heart attack, bro? You cannot be this interested in this. Right. I'm like, dude, you shouldn't have left the game if you still love it that much. I'm not gonna watch Al Michaels on Thursday nights because I'm not gonna watch games on Amazon Prime. Yeah. I'm sorry. I have yeah. Amazon Prime. I could. I think. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know if that's like an yeah, extra attack on the me- but. Right, I, who's going to do Sunday nights? Right, is it going to be? It's like Tariko, Tariko and Collinsworth. Yeah, that's going to be an unwatchable game. I don't think. Man is throwing darts at his countrymen here. Mike Tariko is not Italian. He'll tell you all day. My daddy's Italian. I'm Italian. He don't even want to be called black. He prefers to be called Italian. Really? Because his father's an Italian. Reeks. <laughs> My man. <laughs> My man. <laughs> Fucking bullshit guy here. <laughs> but like like Tariq Tariko is good in like that studio role. Yeah. I think he works there. I'm not sure play by play is his best home. Or maybe it's been the combinations, right? Because they did that weird three man ESPN booth with him for a while, right? Which didn't quite work out. So, you know, it's a whole mess, right? Brian Greasy's jumping back over he's not even in the booth anymore. Nah. He's working for San Francisco. Jesus. Where my man Lou, yo. Sweet Lou should have got the GM job here. Yo. They should have been got rid of Howie. Damn shame. Yeah, Louis Riddick. What's he gonna do? Oh god. These games are gonna be unbearable. Can I just like can I just can I send in a memo to get like Stink and whoever's on his crew to discover the games? I just wanna hear from him. Yeah. I just wanna hear from Mark Slareth and I'm I'm alright. Yeah, I like Slareth. How do we get Slareth games? <laughs> I get Slareth and a keep to leap all season play long. Play Denver. I'm, good. I'm pretty sure Slareth only does like the Midwest now. <laughs> we gotta play Denver. Or right, get me a keep to leap. At least his his ramblings are 
funny. Anyone but Thomas Davis. I'm tired of Thomas Davis. If I'm with Thomas Davis, I'll play Madden. <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> How do you get that deal? Of everybody to put on Madden? You picked yeah. Thomas Davis? Nobody else wanted to do it? Is that what they're telling me? Good, good Collinsworth and nobody. Oh, man. Anyway, that's about the time for us. So we're going to get out of here. Yeah. You can find me <laughs> probably somewhere uh, begging Howie to draft correctly. But you can find me on Twitter at Rob M. Whitney. You can find me on Instagram at Rob o. The Writer. You can find me on Facebook. Just type in Rob Whitney in your Facebook feed. Uh, you can find us at the Bell and the Birdman newsletter. We're always writing stuff there. There will be one out tomorrow morning. There will be one out for the weekend. As always, I'm doing the Dr. Dubs uh, off-season optics. I'm taking a look at all the Eagles off-season moves. Also, you can go to Amazon, type my name in, Rob Whitney or Robert Whitney, whatever you choose. Go get the book, Hope Over Hurts, my little journey of sports writing, coming from meek beginnings and being sick and on death's door and being where I'm at today. So go check that out. Be nice. The kids like to eat. <laughs> so go get the book. Uh, Matthew, where can they find you? You can find me trying to get Mike Tarico's Manigault recipe. The gobble game. Yeah, I heard somebody say gobble ghoul the other day, and it was like, what? What? <laughs> it was like my bad I made my own Italian uh, hoagie at home the other day. Mwah. It was delicious. Yeah, a little oil and vinegar, salt, pepper, vinegar. oregano. Yeah, that's the key. <laughs> That's the key. So, yeah, you could find me, uh, you know, doing a lot of that, eating hoagies, uh, writing Bell and the Bird, right? Triple Play Media. I'll have something up on sort of a Claude Giroux retrospective that I'm working, you know, in between bouts of sobbing. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, we'll update you all on the other moves, right? Justin Braun yeah. is out of town, right? Derek Broussard just went to. Uh, that deal actually came in sort of after the deadline because they were so backed up. I was glad I got to see it in person. Yeah. Last game, that was cool. Yeah. Uh, you know, Bell and the Birdman, right? We're going to keep doing the newsletter, keep that up. Um, Is and he in the Twitter? At Matthew Maritea? Yes, at Matthew Maritea. M-A-R-A-T-E-A. Yeah. Check us out there. Might see some new digs behind us. Oh, yeah. Next pod. Moving. Yeah. Truck. To the east side? West, is that uh, west of us? I don't know. <laughs> Where's that at? To the east side, to a deluxe apartment in the sky. Uh, uh. Shout moving out to Sherman Hemsley, Philadelphia oh, yeah. native. West Philly, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Classic weirdo. Classic. You gotta love Sherman. Oh, anybody, yeah. anybody can rock a moon roof with pride. I'm there for <laughs> Dubs has, hasn't quite got there yet. Hopefully I don't. I got a nice set of head on me. When you got a widow's peak, it's kind of hard for your hair to recede. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I got that working for <laughs> me. But uh, yeah, shout out to Sherman Hemsley. Shout out to Taylor Kudadis behind the glass kicking ass. Go follow him all over your box at K-pop. He's that dude. We're going to get out of here. Taylor, get us goals. Where the coaches brought the starter in. Yeah. And I'm the type to tell your daughter things. I float high. Don't try and cut my water wings.